Blog Talk Radio. Sage Infinite, Online Nation, yeah. Hey yo, welcome to the Online Nation. Victory I'm chasing, penetration helps to spread the floor spacing. You know I'm acing, all for the sim nation. The hesitation freeze the D in location. They can't recover, got the skill like no other. I hear shots, leaderboards giving me props. I tell them Jesus fall back, call a play and attack. They wanna rage quit, playing 2K, that's it. Rex center to the park, jump shot with the arc, going on. The home crowd feeling my spark Spot your weakness, guarantee you reach I teach quick, the D slip Flip the finger, roll, that's it Who got next? I shake a dude out of this check Cop some new ones, opponents better show me respect Ride the bench next time, all witness my shine Who can see me? The future like NYC Peace
So uh, check that out. Also, shout out to Big Mama. You already know. Uh, who else, man? Yo, shout out also to um to Nelson, man, because he always be on the on the um simulation hangout. So shout out to him, man. Shout out to my co-host, man. My people's Lil Spaz fifty seven. What up, man? Check his YouTube out, man. He's definitely delivering crazy tips every day, every week. You know what I mean? So check him out. Also to my other co-host, DJ Gonzo Star. Always bringing all the great knowledge, man. Even though the Bulls, man, I don't know about the Bulls going to make it to the finals, but hey, I need to hear up there. <laughs> uh, what's good, OG Sports, LD2K? Y'all got to call in, man. Uh, what's good, iPod King Carter, big YouTuber, and K-Spade, the prospect. What up, man? Props to everybody on the editorscorner.com, man. I say it every week. That's, that site is crazy, man, so check that out, man. They have great logos, and they're just an up-and-coming website, man. Check that out. Uh, shout out to Operation Sports, you know. Shout out to them, 2K Sports. Uh, everybody in the online nation, my people, Ovi, uh, Ray 2K, my bro, Queen Bola, my people in B-Wood, McCallin, uh, Sean, JT, my boy Ali and Nick, Marco, what up? My Xbox people, C Grizzly, HS Baller, Drew, P Town, Trav. Trav, he's he going to be having the guy, some of his guy out, so props to him, man. He's making that little money, man. <laughs> Future 23, man. Uh, what up? VX Rock Boy, uh, D Block 518, I think. Uh, Yo Baby Mama Hero, Derek Ball, Earl Gotti. Dash 23, Juga, uh, NGC305, what up? Coach 2K, Sam Sam, man, what up, man? He said he's going to be calling the show uh, one of these days, man. So he, he definitely has a great YouTube tutorial, man, about tips and stuff also, man. So check him out. LPZ, what up? Sam I am, Sam Nation, Big Kev, Sam Nation, Jersey Maid, and Jersey Lane. Yeah, Jersey Maid, that was a good, uh, what was it? I think it was Saturday when Bizarre was doing the commentary for uh, your game versus Sue Collector. So that was pretty cool. That's the thing that we actually talked about also in the Online Nation game, and that we're going to be doing that soon where we're going to be streaming games and have a commentary, either Spaz or DJ Guns or Star or me or anybody else that's going to do the commentary. We're going to be playing games and people are going to be viewing it. You know, it's going to be very interesting, right? Fellow uh, 504, what up? Uh, who else? Coach Mayor, Rob Davis, Pito, Crazy Girl, Hollywood Sports, Irap Lincoln Nation, Engineering Sports, White Square New York, Pastor Padre, Mike Titan, Terrell Blair, what up? Hip Hop Gamer was good, Sports Gamer, World Gamer, Julio, Jeff on the Bowling Brothers, everybody on the Bowling Brothers, Facebook, who y'all know where it is, Sports Gamers Online. And uh, yeah, man, let's get to this uh, small talk section. Shit. Three minutes round thing, book me for a long time. Let's look to preview. Let's let that beat through. It's 3D, too. It's K-Fans. We all know how this going to end. With him in the bag and a towel on him. I fuck with y'all so heavy. I'm going to let y'all decide his fate. Talk to the little nigga or just wild on him. What y'all want me to do? What y'all want? Yeah, so this is a small talk section. Everybody knows what it is every week. We talk about anything, life, basketball. It's anything, right? So uh, I want to talk about, man, because I already know I'm a Lakers fan. Is it time for Kobe to uh, call the quits, man? Man, 
if y'all seen the last couple of games, man, especially in New York, man, like against the Brooklyn, uh, they won the game on Brooklyn, but he had 18 points. I think he also had 18 points yesterday against the Knicks, and uh, they lost yesterday. But, man, it's just sad to see a legend go like this. But, I mean, listen, you got to give it to Kobe, man. He's been in the league for 20 years, and uh, as, a, as a shooting guard to go through all that within one team, you gotta give him props, man. So even though he's he's not himself, hey, it is what it is, man. So what do y'all think? Do y'all think that Kobe should call it quits after this season, or continue to play another year? And if he does play another year, do y'all do y'all think that he's gonna go to the Knicks, or will he stay with the Lakers? So I, I want to hear what y'all opinion is about that. And uh, let's get to our calls, man. You, you. Spaz, little Spaz, what up, man? What up, bro? Chill, chill, it's man. a rap, son. It's a rap. <laughs> it's a rap. rap for your man. Over for uh, over. <laughs> you gotta call. It, you gotta. You gotta hang it up, man. Anytime when you do like, and Kobe could still contribute to a team, but I don't see him unless he joins like a juggernaut team. You know what I'm saying? He, it's over. You know what I'm saying? He's not that guy anymore, you know what I'm saying? That's at least that's what I'm seeing. Especially like he did like a, a, a underhand layup. Like what are you doing? Like <laughs> I like, saw that. Like, I, 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 was I seen that shit. I was like, what the fuck is this nigga? And you know I'm a Knicks fan, but I'm looking like and you know the Lakers basically my second team, you know. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, what's this nigga doing? Like, stop, man. Get him up out of here, man. Get up out of here, man. It's a rap, man. Can't be uh, that, man. It's a rap, yeah, like, I think all y'all were so happy. I bet y'all so happy to see Kobe play like this, man. Like, y'all was waiting for Kobe to, to be like this. Nah, <laughs> nah. It's just, I can't I can't say that. Because it's just like with Jordan. When Jordan was killing the Knicks, you know what I'm saying, then you just see him, like, decline on a decline. But even though Jordan was de- – even on, even on Jordan's decline, he ain't decline like Kobe. Kobe doing shit out of pride, man. You could tell. Like, he's so used to, like, being in front of people. And you know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah. he, he still got that kill, that mentality. He got the he don't got the he got a killer mentality, but he got the wrong killer mentality. Like you know what I'm saying? He he's embarrassing himself. I don't even think he realizes what he was. You know what I'm saying? Like is they starting uh, to he's starting to make the tabloids look look true. You know, like remember how they were saying he's the what the what was the I forgot the number. It was a crazy the number. Ninety three. Yeah, ninety three. Like, they yeah. trying to make you trying to he that game yesterday. You know what I'm saying? You. His play lately is living up to that. You know what I'm saying? I think that could be it, too, At that, now that I think about it. That could have fucked with him so mentally because you know how stubborn he is. It could mess with him so mentally. Like, yo, I'm going to prove him wrong. I'm probably going to put up another 81-point game. This is a garden. Oh, you know, you know Like, you know how – come on, man. You know, yeah. how Kobe, you know how Kobe mindset is, though. But he's just proving him – he's just proving him right. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's trying to prove him wrong, but he's proving him right. With his his play style, and with that said, I think he could be more effective if he was just smarter. If he trusted his teammates, so what? They 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 trash. It's the NBA. You don't get selected to the NBA for no reason. You feel me? The average person ain't making it to the NBA. You know what I'm saying? You just gotta pass that ball around, man. To give him a chance. <sighs> with him shooting all, taking all these shots and shit, it's like, come on, man. He's looking. He's looking like he did some Nick Young swaggy piece shit yesterday, yo. <laughs> Shout out Swaggy PB. 
you know how swaggy people will do it, will like have a brain fart in the middle of the game. Kobe had a couple yeah. of shots he's taking is crazy. Like he's taking some crazy, crazy shots, yo. That's how I feel about yeah. it. So I, I think you gotta <laughs> hang it up, man. Because if you letting your pride get to you like that, you gotta hang it up. All right, man. Let's, uh, let's get Gonzo Star, man. Gonzo. What's going on, y'all? How y'all doing? All right. Good, man. Um, Kobe, uh, you ever heard this saying? They say pride come before fall. Yeah. And Kobe didn't feel flat on his face, man. He's tapping to hang them shits up. <laughs> take them raglass shoes and that jersey, put it on a nice little hanger, stick it in the closet, get the forks out because it's well done. It's over. Uh, you know, I'm oh, sorry. Man. We can talk about Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan and his Michael Jordan when he was in his last years in Washington, my man was still averaging twenty shooting like forty two, forty three percent. Way better than Kobe's thirty three and what he's shooting now? Like with twenty nine, thirty, like he you know, so there's no comparison in, in that department. Mike still the greatest of all time, even as a wizard. But right. Kobe just his pride got in the way, man. Like honestly, after this last injury, he shouldn't even try to come back. He should have just stayed at the crib, you know, so make amends to his wife, who he kept cheating on, fix all that. You know what I'm saying? Spend some time with the kids. If the girl's into basketball, you know, so get his daughters, you know, t- teach him some of the skills he used to have. Hopefully one day he can live his dream through one of them. They make it to the WNBA or, you know, to the collegiate level. But he, he got to let it go, man. Kobe, Kobe, got to let it go. There's nothing in basketball for him to do no more. <laughs> Everything's frozen. Let it go. Yeah, let it go. Real talk. Real talk. It's just time for him to let it go. It's true. That's crazy. That pride, boy. I'm telling you, that pride, bro. Yeah, let's get to our caller real quick, man. Hold on, hold on, hold on. 267. What's going on? This is Dre Baldwin. Dre Baldwin, man. Welcome to the Online Nation, man. What's going on, man? Thank you. It'll be good, man. Uh, man, it's good to have you here, man. Uh, introduce yourself. Yeah, to I'm glad to be here. Those don't know you. <laughs> Those don't know me, my name is Dre Baldwin. All right, my name is Dre Baldwin. I'm a Philadelphia native. I live in Miami now. My background is as a pro athlete. I played basketball overseas nine years, coming out of Penn State, Altoona, which is the NCAA Division Three school. A lot of people might not know me from that or even overseas. A lot of people may know me from YouTube. I got over 4,000 videos on YouTube, many of them basketball, workouts, training, drills, things like that, talking about the mental side of the game, motivation, confidence, pre-game, pre-game preparation, getting ready to perform in front of audiences, getting yourself comfortable playing against people that you don't know, performing anxiety, things like that. You know, that's what a lot of people know me from when it comes to basketball. Okay, okay. Yeah, man, I've been watching your videos, man, since like a couple of years now, man. Like, you do a lot of great motivation okay. and stuff like that. And I, I definitely appreciate the work uh, that you put in, man. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, Spaz Gonzo, you don't want to ask him anything? Talk to him? Yeah, this um Baz. Yo, what's up, Dre? What's up? What'd you say your name was? Baz, Lil Spaz 57. You know who you know who introduced me to you? Yeah. You know who introduced me to you? Who? Shakedown 2012. Yeah, Shakedown's a good dude. I did a vid with Shakedown yeah. a couple of years ago. He's, yeah, a couple of uh-huh. ago. He, he put me on in your videos. You were doing, like, um, basketball drills and stuff like that, right? Like, the handles and all of that? 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. That's yep. That's exactly who introduced. I'm thinking like as you're saying that, I'm like, yo, why you sound familiar? <laughs> that sound familiar. I'm yeah. Like, you gotta sound familiar. Yeah. So, um, my question I got for you is like, what what happened like with your basketball career like? Well, I started playing in 2005, uh, coming out of Penn State. I was in the NCAA Division Three, played in eight countries over nine years. Okay. What was you like, a mm. shooting guard or what? Yeah, I played both guard positions, sometimes right. on the wing if necessary. What you got, like, what type of advice you got for somebody going, like, that wants to pursue that career, like, in basketball, like, to make it to, like, the, that level? If somebody wants to play pro ball, well, number one thing is you got to be able to play. You know, you got to work on your game so that you have the skills so you can actually get out there and perform. And whatever level that you're at now, let's say somebody's in high school or they're in college, you got to perform where you're at. You know, a lot of players sometimes get ahead of themselves. They start, I get high schoolers reaching out to me talking about they want to play in the D League or play overseas or what do they need to do to get there. And I tell them the first thing you need to do is actually play well where you're at. So if you're in 10th grade or you're in 11th grade, you need to focus on playing well now where you are because if you don't, then you won't even get to the next opportunity to even be able to show your game. So once you And once you get to the point where you think you might have the game, then you just need to go somewhere where people can see you play. You've got to get yourself exposed. And I write about this stuff all in detail on my website, dreallday.com. i got a guide and page where I talk about in detail every area of playing basketball professionally, from how to get yourself started, getting videos, you know, contacting agents, who to talk to, going to exposure camps, you know, your money, contacting your people back home, just how to get yourself known, how to network, all of that, and I actually just put out a course online that's also on my website that people can take that will basically show you every step you need to take in detail. I'll take you from point A to point Z as far as getting your career started. Oh, the next question I got for you is, like, I've been hearing, like, a lot of, like, people, like, you know how they have the overseas, like, for example, like, let's just say Porzingis for, for, for one and, like, the Dirk Nowinski's and stuff. With the basketball now that we have now, right, you know how American, like, ball players are real, you know, cocky and arrogant. You know, do you feel like the game is going to get eventually taken from them, like the opportunities that are out there? for American players versus the overseas players? Because it mm-hmm. seems like a lot of overseas players are more disciplined. Um, Bizarre actually had pointed this out, and I figured, I was like, man, that, that's kind of true. But from you as, like, a person that's been in it, that's in it, you know what I'm saying? Because I know you breathe it. I know you breathe basketball, you know what I'm saying? So what what's your thoughts on that? What's your take on that? Yeah, I don't necessarily agree with that. I think a lot of people have that perception maybe because you see a couple of European guys and maybe they seem a certain way and maybe because you've seen a lot of American players. Maybe you see American players that playing in the street or in rec leagues or the guys in the NBA, but it's way more than them. So you kind of have a – it's kind of a distorted view you might have of a European versus an American player. But I don't think that's actually the case. And we've seen the international competitions. The United States seems to be handling themselves pretty well, so I don't see – the Americans getting the game or anything taken away from them by any other players from outside the country. Of course, there are always going to be good players from outside of the USA who come to the United States. They get their shot to play in the league. They should definitely do it. But the game of basketball has always and still for the foreseeable future will still belong to the Americans. I think they made that pretty clear in international competition. Right. Do you think American people take it for granted 
Let's put it like that. Do you think they take their chances? No, I don't think so. No? No. Mm. All right. I think people see the... I think people see the European guys, kind of like I said previously, people see a few Europeans, like you see Dirk, you see Ginobili, maybe a Tony Parker. In New York, you got Porzingis. That's only a few guys. They're the best of the best. They're the top you know, 1% of 1% of guys from Europe. But there are a lot of players in Europe who you will never hear of because they won't be playing in the NBA. Or maybe they want to, but they don't get their opportunity. So don't just go off of that couple guys. It's kind of like if somebody never saw black people before, but they know the president is Obama, and they might think all black people are like him. But it's obviously not the case. The more black people you know, the more you see that there's a lot of differences out there. So yeah, you don't just go off of the couple the couple examples that you see. There are a lot of guys out there that you just don't know about, you know. Spurs was an international team, though, and they won two two, two titles the last decade. So <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Spurs is like a straight international team, and they like that's a real disciplined team. You want if we could use that comparison? That, I think that's a fair comparison. Like, yeah, Spurs are a great you know team. I wouldn't uh, say they're necessarily more disciplined. They they play well as a team. They're a great team. I think every NBA team is any team that's going to compete for a championship in the NBA is pretty disciplined. I mean, even when they when they played the Heat two years in a row, I think both teams were disciplined both years. It's just one year one team won, and the other year the other team won. Sometimes it's just a better team wins, and it's not necessarily having European players doesn't mean you're always going to win the championship. I mean, Dirk Nowitzki's been in the league for how many years? He has one championship. LeBron has more championships than him, so that's that's by that by your you know, reasoning, oh, yeah. you can say that makes American players more disciplined. So there are way more American-born players with NBA rings than there are European. Just like the Chicago Bulls. I mean, they had Tony right. Kukoc. Was he the reason that they won the championship, or was it Jordan and Pippen, or the coach Phil Jackson? These are all American guys. So again, I wouldn't go off a, a few small examples. Because again, you can name the Europeans on the Spurs team, but there are ten thousand. Europeans playing basketball who will never see a second of NBA basketball. So it doesn't, they don't represent all Europeans. They're the top of the top. The same way the guys in the NBA are the top of the top of everybody in America who plays basketball. There are millions of guys playing pickup ball in LA fitnesses around America right now. Most people will never hear of those guys. That doesn't mean, that doesn't mean, that means the American guys who are in the NBA, they're the top one. They don't represent the whole, they're the elite. Yeah, you right. I said two. I said two for the Spurs in a decade. They ain't went two in a decade. They won one, right? They got there twice in a decade. The Spurs. Yeah, I, I think Spurs. I, I had to I had to correct myself because I said that I said the Spurs won two in the last decade. And I just thought about it. Like, no, they didn't win two. They went twice in the last decade, right? Uh, 2010, we had the Lakers. 2011 was uh, Dallas. 2012 and 13 was Miami. 14 Miami. was the Spurs, and last year it was Golden State. Yes, yeah, they won, so, yeah. won this they won. decade. They won, but they went twice. All right. All right. So who you got winning this year? Like, who? What's your What's your favorite team? What's your, Who you see winning this year? In the finals, I'm looking for the West. Of course, is so wide open with so many good teams. I say your top four. I have to say the Clippers, Golden State, the Spurs, and the Thunder. I think the Thunder can come out of that four, but any one of them could come out. But I mm-hmm. think before the season, my pick was OKC. And out of the East, 
how they stay healthy is going to be the Cavs. So OKC against yeah. the Cavs, so we get KD against LeBron again. But out of the West, I think it could be any one of those four teams. They all pretty damn good. Speaking of the, speaking of the Thunder, Gonzo. Yo. Gonzo, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. What you think about what you think about OKC this year? Like, it's, it's like we're seeing the changing of the guard right now. Like, is that Westbrook team or is that KD team? Uh, you know, I saw the Bulls. I saw the Bulls game, and I'm going to tell you something. Um, I still think it's KD's team. I just – this is what scares me about Russell Westbrook. He can put up all the numbers. He has all the heart. But he takes a lot of dumb shots. I don't like his passes. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like a lot of his passes, per se. He gets a lot of turnovers because he makes a lot of errant passes. And I think he plays too fast. I think – I don't think he can play basketball at 100 miles per hour every play. And sometimes you got to know how to slow your pace up, you know, uh, uh, even just to set your feet for just a, for a good mid-range shot. He's always going fast, and it's like he pulls up and it's just like this air ball shot or this hard, like, line drive off the backboard. He's playing too fast. I don't like that about his game. Uh, but when it comes down to who I think going to win the championship again, make no mistake about it, Golden State will win again. They will go back-to-back. There's not a team in the NBA that I think they can beat them. All right. Steph Curry is yep. just, I ain't gonna lie, Steph Curry, man. So I think the change in the guard is pretty much already taking place. It was LeBron's league, and it was supposed to go to KD. But I think KD kind of slipped, and I think it's going to be changing the guard from LeBron to Steph Curry. I just, the guy is, the guy is such a, un, such a remarkable shooter, man. I'm talking about, he had Anthony Davis draped all over him. Behind the three-point line, he's like, okay, fine, you can get close. I'm just going to step back six more feet and hit this three, 30 feet. <laughs> or you can come out here and guard me, but I'm just going to go around you and go to the hole and get this nice little scoop layoff off the backboard. His handles have gotten so much better. Steph Curry is doing something like he's almost becoming – He has like, he's, he's starting to develop like this mentality like a Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, kind of like where he's becoming unstoppable when he knows it. The guy's hitting shots, and before the ball goes in, he's celebrating with the crowd. He's giving his teammates high fives. He's a disrespectful man. Like, yeah, that's true. I seen that too. I seen him like, I seen him actually shoot, shoot the got ball. Got the right. Looked away. Yeah, he yeah, looked away. Like, like he, he got the right because he's 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 tearing the league up. Like what he's yeah, doing for his yeah. size. Second, there's nobody else who can do this, man. Like I, I see them repeating. Yo, Dr- what Dr- you, what Dr- you Dr- think about that, Ray? Huh? What you think about that, Dre? Uh, about uh gentleman's comment that he just made. Uh, as far yeah. as Steph Curry, I mean, yeah, Steph Curry is definitely one of the best. There's no doubt about that. As far as um, your comments on Russell Westbrook, I'm not sure I'm, I see eye to eye with you on that with Westbrook. I mean, the guys, Russell Westbrook, his speed and his athleticism is what makes him tough to stop. You know, last season we saw when KD was out, you know, for that last six to eight weeks of the season, Russell Westbrook was the best player in the whole NBA for about a six-week span. As far as between those two teams, between those two guys, him and KD, I don't think it's either one of them's team. I mean, it's not that type of situation. It's not a Kobe Shaq situation where you got two guys who have egos so big where they feel like they got to be the man. That's kind of what the situation was in uh, in L.A. 
or it's kind of this one is more kind of like I feel like the Miami Heat where you got two really great players. If one guy's stepping up and doing his thing, then he's going to do his thing. But the other guy is not. The other guy doesn't feel you know insecure about person two doing their thing. So KD goes out and scores 50 points. I think Westbrook is happy with that. And if Westbrook goes and gets 40 in a triple double. I think KD is happy with that. There's certain this is a different type of personality. It's not like a Chicago Bulls thing where it got to be one alpha dog and the other guy got to fall back, like a Jordan and Pippen. So I don't think it's really either guy's team in that situation. As far as Russell's playing ability, I mean, he's one of the top five players in the game, period, right now. I don't think he should change anything about his game because I think as they are, they can they can win a championship with the team that they have right now. Whether or not they're going to actually do that depends on a lot of factors, of course, health how people play in the playoffs, adjustments that the coaches make. They got a new coaching staff. But they have a, they have the team to win the championship. With those two guys alone, they're going to be a threat to any team in a seven-game series. But what about IQ, though? Because I kind of I agree with my coach. I agree with, with Gonzo right there. Because right? IQ is like, because if this is what Westbrook makes, is not the, you know what I'm saying, like he's not the sharpest knife in the drawer sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think he renders the same – he renders the team ineffective at sometimes, like, and you can see that. Like, you, I know you you got to be able to see that. Like, he'll he'll mess the team up sometimes. Like, his his decisions are sometimes like not the greatest ones. Like, he, like he said, he plays too fast. You know what I'm saying? I can see I see that in Russell Westbrook. Right, he plays too fast and he doesn't make the right choices. In other words, you know what I'm saying? Well, Russell Westbrook is. You know, leading the NBA in assists at 10.9 per game. I don't know what his overall stats are. I don't see his over. I'm looking at his stats right now, but he's leading the league in assists by far right now. I don't think, as far as him playing fast, that's exactly what he should be doing because nobody else can play at the speed that he plays at. That's his advantage, the fact that he has that speed because there's nobody who can stay in front of him. He can get any shot that he wants at any time. That's the strength of his game. So I think he should keep playing like that because that's what makes him who he is. And, I mean, listen, the guy's been in the league for a while, and he, Russell Westbrook's been pretty damn good. I mean, the guy averages 26 points, 10.9 assists, two steals, and seven rebounds. There's not another point guard putting up those type of numbers overall across the board. And his athleticism is the reason he's doing it. So I definitely don't agree with that he plays too fast things. It's working. It's working for them. Yes, he's going to have some turnovers. Like every all players turn the ball over. Allen Iverson had Allen Iverson was one of the top turnover guys in the NBA while he was leading the league in scoring. So you're going to make mistakes. It's just like the guy who has the most home runs gets the most strikeouts. It's going to happen, but he's still uh, very effective with the way he is playing. I don't right. think he should change anything. All right, you guys. Mm. Okay, ready to it. Um. So let me talk about that. So how like how hard is it to, to get to the NBA? Because I know you've done a few trials and stuff like that. Like, give us the process. Like, like how hard is it? <laughs> People always ask me that question. I mean, how how hard something is can't really be quantified. So what do you what do you mean when you're asking that? How hard is it? Because hard is well, like, hard is a relative term. Okay, that's true. That's true. Okay. Well, let's say like if somebody hasn't like uh. Like uh, uh, made it from a Division One and stuff like that, and they have to go do it. if they were in the bench on D two or D three, and then they trying to go overseas into the NBA or the D league. So I know a lot of players like myself and other people 
that um, actually trying out for the D-League, stuff like that? Like, is that process mm. for the D-League to the NBA hard? Well, again, you're coming back to that hard word. What do you mean hard by thing, hard? Right? I mean, <laughs> <find> that? <laughs> yeah, that's definitely an interesting thing. But um, because what's 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 hard for one person could be easy for another person. The exact same thing. Okay. So, what about your process? Then was it easy for you? Was it hard? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's kind of like you're asking me the same question. <laughs> I wouldn't say it either. I mean, the process is is what the process is. I mean, hard and easy is again is relative to who the person is. So for example, it might be easy for Yao Ming to dunk, but it's hard for Muggsy Bogues, even though it's the exact same exact same action. So I mean, the process for getting to the league, I mean, pretty much it is is pretty self explanatory. You just had to be chosen. The NBA is a a job. They hire people. Just like overseas is a job, just like the D League is a job. You had to get hired for the job. So either you get the job or you don't. So if you didn't get the job, then you got to, you know, present yourself a different way. Yeah, what's the question? I want to ask a question. Well, what do you think the reason is for people like bums like Kendrick Perkins who in the league, which I know it has to be a thousand other players better than him that could be in that spot <laughs> being way more productive? <laughs> I'm glad you asked that question. I'm glad you asked that question. A lot of people say stuff like that, like such and such player is a bum. He shouldn't be in the league. He can't play. Like, I'm not. I'm saying. I'm not saying you say. I'm saying. I'm saying. I'm saying. I I know it has to be a thousand other players better than Kendrick Perkins. <laughs> this guy was like two points yeah, and like nine fouls. Like <laughs> he's, well, he's kind of like, I hear. I hear people say stuff like that all the time about certain players, like a guy who's at the end of the bench or he can't play. Remember Brian Scalabrini? Did y'all see the videos when he was playing guys one on one? Up in Boston the year after he retired. Did y'all ever see yeah, that? Yeah, I seen. It. I know somebody. Yeah, I seen it. Yeah. Nah, I didn't see it. Yeah, because they had there was YouTube? a bunch of players. People had yeah, it's on YouTube. It's called the Scallenge. And what it was was there were a lot of people saying like, "How is this guy, this chubby, awkward-looking white guy in the NBA? Why is he in the NBA? He never played. He's always at the end of the bench." So he said, "All right, we're gonna have tryouts for the best players that like listen to this radio show, whatever show he was on." And we're going to let the best four or five guys play me one-on-one. And they had a gym. They had fans come watch the games. And he mopped the floor with all the motherfuckers. It was like they wasn't even there. So he was showing them that what a lot of people had to understand is that to get to the NBA, even to sit on the bench and wear a suit, you had to be one of the top 1%, top .001% basketball players in the world. Nobody's there by and no honorary spots. Nobody's there by luck. Kendrick Perkins Average, if, I don't remember the exact numbers, but if you look it up, Kendrick Perkins averaged like 40 points a game as a senior in high school. Kendrick Perkins ain't no bum. Like Kendrick Perkins could come to whatever rec league anybody listening to this plays in, and he'll score 50 on anybody in there because nobody could stop him. So the fact that he's seven feet, is being tall is a talent. You know, players who are that tall are hard to come by. Now, a guard who's, let's say, 6'2 or 6'3, you can find a guard to replace a guard, but a seven-footer – is not easy to keep around. And another thing with Perkins, once you've been on winning teams and you've won championships as a starter, you start to have – you get the tag of being like a a veteran. You're like one of those leader veteran guys that you want to get around a young team because he's he's been there. He knows what it feels like to win the title. So a team like the Pelicans who's young and they got a guy like Davis who needs a big guy next to him. He's not a big bulky dude. He needs a big guy in the paint next to him. They need a guy like Kendrick Perkins on that team who can be a leader, who under, he's like a, 
a presence in the locker room to help the young guys out. He knows what it's like to win a championship, and he's protecting their number one asset, which is Anthony Davis, who is maybe possibly one of the best, maybe a chance to be the best player in the league someday. So they need somebody like Perkins to be in there. It's not necessarily about points, you know, because in basketball it's only one ball. Everybody can't score 20 points. Everybody has their role. Everybody has to play their part. And there are guys who can score. Just because you can score doesn't mean that you want to get a spot on the team. Like players come to me often and they say, you know, I got better handles or I can shoot better than this guy, but he made the team and I didn't. Well, you got to understand a basketball team is just a basketball team is just like at a job. If, if somebody worked at, let's say, McDonald's, when you walk into a McDonald's, you look around, everybody can't take the orders and take the money. There's somebody who has to take the money. There's somebody who has to make the fries. There's somebody making the burgers. There's somebody mopping the floor. There's somebody cleaning the toilets. And there's somebody overseeing all of it. So there are certain roles that need to be played on every basketball team. It's not all about who has the talent, who got the handle, who got the shot. Because you can't have 10 guys who think they should be scoring 30. It's not going to work. You got to have a guy who knows he's not going to get the ball and he's cool with that. You need a guy who wants to get 10 rebounds. You need a guy who just wants to use his fouls. You need a guy who wants to pass. You need a guy who wants to shoot. You need a guy who wants to go one-on-one. You need an athlete. You need somebody who wants to play defense. So there are different roles on a basketball team. It's not all about points. But to kind of address what you said, any player in the NBA will come into the average rec league and score 50 on anybody in that gym, just as a, a general rule, just so everybody understands that. Like, they can all play. Hmm. So you don't think Kendrick, Kendrick Perkins? You don't think Kendrick Perkins be dropping a lot of burgers at when he working McDonald's? <laughs> dropping what? <laughs> I'm just fucking with you, man. <laughs> Kendrick Perkins can play. I told you, Kendrick Perkins that was 40 as a senior in high school. Who's the last person you see do that in any high school anywhere? That ain't no luck. Right, you right. Mm. The, I think the game change like the game the game changes like. I think the the big man is like I don't know it's just like the thing of the past though like dominant big man I think the game is like just basically I ain't gonna say it's going to the smaller but I'm saying it's already here you know what I'm saying like I just think it's it's a wrap for big men yeah I mean the small ball thing I know what you mean with the small ball team still do the small ball stuff but listen if a, a Shaquille O'Neal comes along he's still going to be in the NBA. I don't care if it's 10 years from now, 20 years from now. A seven-footer who can move like Shaq is going to have a job, always. That's right. always going to be there. Now, maybe some teams, they went to small ball. The reason the Golden State Warriors did small ball because their center was injured. That's the reason that they did it. They didn't have a center. And the Cavs, they played a couple games doing the – they did the big men, then they did small ball. But at the end of the day, who was the guy the ball was going to no matter who was on the court? It's going to LeBron. It don't matter who else is out there. So the game is always going to be the game. The best player is always going to be the best player. So somebody with LeBron's skill set who's Shaq's size comes around is going to be a big man in the game again. So it just so happens that there are smaller guys who are on the team that won. But guess what? Two years ago, who won the championship? The Spurs with two seven-footers, Tim Duncan and Thiago Twitter. So I think people sometimes have a short memory of, of what's actually going on. Hmm. But I think you think the Spurs would have went regardless, though, because that's the Spurs. I mean, that's the that's that system. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like because Kawhi Leonard was the MVP. It's like anybody could be thrown in the the Spurs system. Don't you agree? And and be if you discipline, no. and you have the no, no, no. 
you saying that anybody was mean somebody one of us could just go play on the Spurs and they no no not not, not an NBA player not 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 us you know not 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 any NBA player could play on the Spurs no not a player that they needed to win no not any not the average NBA player could not just get thrown into the Spurs system and make it work because like I told you same as building McDonald's everybody has to be able to play their role the right way. Tim Duncan's seven feet. Tiago Splitter's seven feet. They had two seven-footers starting that year. You know, and then the next year the Warriors went small, and everybody's saying, oh, the NBA's small now. Big guys are done. No, y'all just forgot the Spurs just went to the – they almost won back-to-back titles, you know, if it hadn't been for that rebound. When what? The big guy was on the bench. So people kind of get a short memory. You know, Lakers, Shaq won four championships. The Bulls, even the Chicago Bulls. Dennis Rodman was just a rebounding. He was a rebounding big man. They had another big man starting. The man was Jordan. Uh, before that, Hakeem Olajuwon. You had David Robinson. You had Ewing. You had Magic. Magic playing center. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on that team. The Celtics. Larry Bird was 6'9". Mikhail 6'10". Paris 7 feet. So I don't think the big man is going anywhere. As long as there are players who can play. That's really what the game is always going to be about. Players who can play, making them fit together in one system, and the coach who can actually make it work. And that's the most important thing. You just got to have a coach who can make it work. Chemistry. Chemistry. But the system, systems are for college basketball. College basketball is run by the system, which means that's why the coach is in charge. Like if any of you play college ball or know somebody who does, you understand the coach is the man in college. Because every four years is going to be new players, so no player is that valuable that he can replace the coach. Because the coach is going to be there for twenty years, while the players aren't going to be there for four, three, two, or one year. But in the NBA, and the players aren't getting paid in college. The coach is getting paid, so they're dispensable. In the NBA, the players are making all the money. So if the player doesn't like the coach, the coach is going to go. So it's not a system thing in the NBA. It's a players. The NBA is a players' league. I'm sure you heard people say that before. College is a system league. The coaches league. So the best players are always going to be near the top in the NBA. The best players who also have a system that works. But just you can't just say take a system. You take Greg Popovich, replace their whole facsimile player to each one of those starting five. They're not even going to be in the finals. So it all has to work together. Mm. Okay. Uh, we got a new call on the line, and I want to ask you a question. All right. Two one zero. You live. Two one zero. Hello. Well, yeah. Hello. You live. Yeah, man. My bad, bro. Man, I'm I'm on a run right now. You know, on the road. But this boy shout, man. All right. What up? Yeah. What's up, man? Welcome to the online nation. Yeah, hey, I know y'all on something totally different right now, man. But uh, I was really just trying to get everybody's opinion on what y'all want to see coming from the uh, the holiday patch that's going to drop probably any week now. I don't know when, but uh, they haven't sent out the word that they actually sent it out to uh, PlayStation Microsoft yet. But I know y'all on something totally different, man. But I just want to see what y'all have to say or what y'all really want to see from the patch that's coming up or if you think it's going to make or break the game. Okay, well, we're going to talk about that later on, but we got Dre all day on the line if you want to ask him any questions. Okay. What's going on? you have on? any questions to ask him? Man, no, nah, because 
this is the first time I actually get to call in. I always catch y'all late, man. It's the one time that I do catch y'all. Y'all look something totally different, man. So I'm going to respect that you have your guests on, you know. Shout out to, you know, Dre all day. You know, salute to you. But, uh, you know, Appreciate I guess it. I just catch, yeah, yeah. I guess I just catch y'all, man, whenever y'all really just talking about 2K. Right now my Lakers are garbage. We're not looking too good right now. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I'm really mad about these Lakers, man. I'm, I'm I, I, I'm keeping my faith with them. I'm always stay loyal no matter what. You know I'm I, I'm I'm rep Lakers Nation to the end. But um, I feel you, man. But yeah, if I did have to ask you something since you know about the real NBA, do you think Byron Scott is the right man to coach the team that we have now? If I want to ask something, that's a question to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's a question you. to you. Byron Scott, um. It's hard to say because the Lakers don't have a lot of talent. You know, in the NBA, is a player's league like we were just talking about uh, before you came on the call, my man. If you don't have no talent, I don't care if Phil Jackson or you know, Red Auerbach coaching, Greg Popovich coaching, if you don't have talent, your team's not going to compete. The Lakers are just not that good. I don't know if Kobe's going to round into shape and start, you know, being Kobe as we know him. I don't know. We don't. I don't know if he's just old and this, this is all we're going to see of Kobe or if he just needs to kind of catch up because I think I read that he missed like three weeks of training camp because he had a leg injury. So maybe there's more we're going to get from Kobe. But right now, the team is just not very talented. Their best players are all super young. They got two They got two basically rookies because Randall got hurt first game of the season. They got uh, D'Angelo. He's a rookie. Clarkson is in his second year. Those are their best players. And then you got Kobe, who's in his 20th year. So. It's not a lot to work with right now. So I don't think it's the coach that's the talent. They just need some talent. You can't judge Byron Scott off that. Straight up, man. Facts. All right, man. Well, uh, thanks for calling in, man. Straight up, uh, NYC. Shout out to Spaz, everybody online nation. Let's get it. Laker Nation, we're not looking too good right now, but just, you know, if you're down with it, just stay down no matter what, man. we got to stay loyal to our team. So, uh, shout-out to you guys, man. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, Dre, all day, I appreciate you uh, taking my question also, man. I'm going to holler at y'all in a minute. All right. No doubt. No doubt. Definitely, definitely. Uh, so, another call real quick. Uh, 713. Yo, yo, yo. yo Texas Chan from Houston. Okay, what's up, man? Uh, we got Jay O'Dell online right now. If you want to ask him any questions, yeah, your yeah, voice man, I've been hearing like one of my dudes that I grew up with. I thought it was yeah, man. Out. I've been I've been I've been listening last couple of minutes on uh, the show. Good points. Uh, hey, man, we were talking about uh, y'all were talking about Popovich, and uh, I know I know I know you said uh, you can't just put all these players together and basically form a team. But I think when you got that kind of a coach, you can get a lot of these players and put them together to form a great team. Either way, look at the Hawks, for instance. The Hawks, they do got some high-quality players, but they got a good coach coming out of San Antonio doing his thing since last year, man. I think they were number one last year in the East. Mm -hmm. Well, the thing is, you also got to look at what else the coach is doing because the coach has say in the personnel of a basketball team. The reason the Spurs have that quote-unquote system that everybody references is because Greg Popovich 
is the coach and he's the general manager. So not only does he do the cooking, but he gets to shop for the groceries. He gets to choose who the players are in his system. So he chose LaMarcus Aldridge. He chose Genova. He chose Boris Diaw. He chose to trade George Hill for Kawhi Leonard. He chose to Great trade, he by picked the way. all those players. All right. He picked all those guys. And he actually, one thing he read, I read about that trade was that he actually cried when he had to call and tell George Hill that they was trading him. He loved George Hill. But they had to give him up because yeah. they needed, they thought Kawhi fit even more into what they wanted to do. And it's the same thing with uh, Budenholzer in Atlanta. He got the he had yeah. a say in picking up uh, Paul Millsap and getting Kyle Korver, Bays more, and putting that team together. So it's not just I'm a, I'll just walk into the gym and whoever you got, I'm gonna make it work. That's not how it is. It's, he has say in who those players are, and he gets to mold that roster in the fashion of how you want to coach. Definitely, definitely, man. Uh, another thing, man. Uh, sorry to interrupt you, buddy. Uh, the Lakers, that team, mm-hmm. that team right there, man. If you really look at that team, that team isn't as bad as really people think. But I think it's the coaching on that team that makes them really bad. You got Roy Hibbert. You got yeah. a couple shooters at, at the guard position. You got a couple good, solid shooters. And, uh, I mean, you got a young point guard, of course. But, man, I don't know why people really feel like it's more of the players that are bad on the team. I think they actually got okay players. They don't. I just think they don't have a good system in play, man. Well, look at it like this. You said they have. You said they got a big guy. They got some shooters, and they got a point guard, right? That's what you said. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now name name one team in the NBA who doesn't have those three things. But look at the people <laughs> they got, though. Look at the people they're playing, though. They got they got a Hibber dude, man. That he's making over what fifteen million a year. They got Lou Williams. He ain't making know. no chunk change either. Kobe Bryant, he's what twenty four million a year. <laughs> yeah, well, the amount of money you make doesn't necessarily correlate to how good of a player that's brought. Like every team in the league but has a big that guy. Money. They got a guard. They got shooters. Yeah, but I mean, I, I don't. don't, don't... Huh? Sorry, bro. I didn't hear. You. Said they got that money for a reason, though. Like, cause I, I know what he's yeah, trying. Yeah. I know what he's saying. Like, he Roy Hibbert was like a few years before. I don't know why. I don't. I don't know if it was that somebody uh, had sex with his wife on the team or something like that. Paul George. I don't forgot what it was. But <laughs> Roy Hibbert, <laughs> that one year, Roy Hibbert, he was doing. He was doing his thing to get that money. You know what I'm saying? Like, I see exactly what you're saying. It's not like Roy, yeah, I, Roy Hibbert was a pushover. Like he was. He was good that something happened where he just got – he went back to – he lost to, like, his superpowers or something. Yeah, I definitely understand what you're saying. The thing is, that's kind of – the reason Roy Hibbert was, got paid the way that he got paid was actually because he was a restricted free agent a few years ago. And this is when the Pacers was first starting to come up. This is when they still had Granger – when Granger was healthy and Paul George was still the number two guy, and they were building that team. They needed Roy Hibbert as the center, and the Portland Trailblazers actually offered Roy a max contract. And because Indiana wanted to keep him, they had to match the max contract. That's why he has the deal that he has. The Pacers weren't going to give him that because if they were, he would have never had even shopped free agency. He would have just took the max from the Pacers. So that's how he ended up getting that money. But even more important than that is the reason he got – the reason he was such a big name was because on the Pacers, he fit. He did exactly what they needed. They didn't need him to score no points. All they needed him to do was that verticality thing, 
and getting LeBron James's way. That was the reason Roy Hibbert was valuable because he was getting in LeBron James's way. Now he don't face so don't LeBron you, James every year in the West, so he's not so really. Don't right he don't there, have a value that he has. So don't you think that statement right there proves proves the point of a player playing good in the system? Because Lance Stevenson also was a beast on the places, and it was that system. He was perfect. He was right for that system, that coaching. As soon as he left, for the personnel, he went, he's right he for the personnel born, that they have. He went from born ready to. <laughs> I don't know what the hell happened. Nah, good point, man. Good point. Uh, yeah. The personnel. My last the question before I go, had, man. Yeah. Last question before I go. Sorry, guys. Sorry to interrupt y'all. I gotta go. Uh, but hey, man. Uh, before I go, what do you think about the Clippers, bro? Do you honestly think that Doc Rivers is really the the answer for that team? I mean, I know they got a lot of talent on that team, but. Hey, man, that time is clicking on the Clippers, man. You know, Chris Paul aging. I mean, the, they got big men, you know, in the future, but Chris Paul, you know, year by year, his age is getting older and older. Are they getting uh, well, past I mean, uh, Western Conference Finals or uh, probably another first-round exit? Well, the Clippers was up by, what, 20 points in the third quarter in game six? What Doc Rivers had to do with that? They they choked. The players choked. Blake Griffin didn't want the ball. Chris Paul couldn't make it nah. stop. And they couldn't stop anybody on Houston. That didn't have anything to do with the coach. No, and no Doc way. Rivers, that, let's remember, Doc Rivers won a championship. Doc Rivers already got a title. He's proven. He's the only one proven on that team. If we're going to start questioning people, Chris Paul's not proven. Blake's not proven. What? DeAndre's not proven. Lance is not proven. They don't have no rings. Remember why you play the that, game. You play the game to you, win. You, Doc got you, the title. You got you to gotta question the coach last year in the third quarter losing that series to Houston. I mean – you got to look at it like that also. You got Jason Terry, Core Brewer, Josh Smith. You got also Dwight Howard. Who else was on that court against, what, your bench out there instead of putting uh, your starters in maybe Frigioni. earlier? No, oh, maybe Frigioni, yeah. Blake wasn't making shots. Chris Paul was missing. They were on the court. The players, listen, players win and lose games, bro. You can't blame the coach. When your team, you up by 18 and your team blows it and loses game six and lose game seven, that's on the players. That's not on the coach. The players got to go out there and play. But the coach and also got to have we, the right if, the right scheme. If we boil it all I mean, down. The right scheme got them up to, to be up by 20 with, in, with that quarter and a half to go to get to this next round. They blew it. What about mm-hmm. the first round when they beat the defending chance? What about if we're going to talk about the coach, we got to mention the good and the bad. They lost that game, but it's the players that was out there playing. They lost the game. And at the end – Let's just say everybody on the Clippers retired from the NBA right now. Who's the most proven yeah. guy out of everybody in that organization is the guy with the championship, not the guy with the stats or the sneaker deal, is the guy with the ring. Because the only reason you play is to get the ring. And they get picked the ring. up Paul Pierce because hopefully he could, some of that could brush off on him. But Doc is way more well, proven than any of those players. Hey, man, mm-hmm. I, I like Doc. Don't get me wrong. I like him. He, he, like you say, he's a championship coach. Uh, he also did win the championship team with three Hall of Famers, though, and I mean one All Star in the making. Uh, I just think yeah. that man with that team, you know, a lot of coaches out there probably would have already won a championship, man. And you know, he also has some bad years, and I think Orlando, New Orleans, he has some bad well, years. Yeah, everybody's had. He had. He had no talent, and that's why he left those teams. Well, you don't have. Oh talent. no, he, he had some talent. Yet. He had Chris Paul in, uh, right. in New Orleans he, with uh, yeah. David West. Oh, they had Doc a lot Rivers? of talent and Doc in, Rivers in North. Doc Rivers wasn't that coach. He wasn't coaching New Orleans. He was coaching Orlando. 
than Boston. Orlando. Orlando. He didn't coach uh, New Orleans. What year was he coaching New Orleans? Man, I think it was 03, 04, 05. That was Byron Scott. Maybe Byron Scott. Okay. That's my bad. That's my bad. Dude. So, I mean, if we're going to go off that, if we're going to go by that logic, man, then you got to say all, all 30, how many teams in the league? 30? <laughs> you got to say it's, it's 29 bad coaches every year. Cause everybody I mean, yeah, you're right. Team. I mean, I'm basically saying 29 coaches are bad, but I'm trying to, what I'm trying to really say, bro, is you look at the team he has, though. The team he has, but they're not winning that championship. They're not. They're not going to win a championship with that coach, in my opinion. But if if you think otherwise, hey, man, I understand. Either way, man, thanks for taking my call. I got to go, bro. This Texas champ uh, from Houston. I'll call him next week. All right. All right. And with that, and with that said, we, we do it about that time. It's been a good show, too. I would be going by quick when we do these things, bro. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, we got to wrap it up. It's almost 7 o'clock. I'm glad y'all had me on. It's a good conversation y'all got going on in here. Yes, sir. Glad to have you here, man. Appreciate it, man. Uh, you have any last thing to say? Um, yeah, I guess y'all talking about the league. So, I mean, as the brother said who just got off the phone, we just going to have to see how things play out. But in the end, I think in the East, what I'm looking for, I want to see LeBron in the finals again this year out of the West. If it's any one of those top four teams who I think are the top four teams, I think it's going to be a great finals to see because everybody's going to tune in to see LeBron against whoever. Even if it's the Clippers, we get to see them finally make it. There's the Warriors, we get to see a rematch of healthy teams. There's the Spurs, LeBron against the Spurs again. And if it's uh, OKC, it's LeBron against KD. So I think either way it works out for the fans, the people who watch the game, as long as we get to see the Cavs come out of the East. I think they're the best team by far on that side. But I'm looking forward to see what happens, man, just like y'all are. I appreciate y'all having a show like this to give people a chance to, you know, say their piece, voice their opinion. Definitely. Sir, uh, you have any, any social media that you want to give out before uh, we get off? Yeah, I'll just give them my Twitter, which is at Dre All Day, and then you can find me on everything else through that. So my Twitter is Dre All Day. I'm on there. I'm tweeting every single day talking about motivation, talking about confidence, you know, getting people going, empowerment. And every once in a while we talk basketball too. So I'm there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, definitely, man. Uh, 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 one more question. Uh, my boy Trav asked a question on Twitter. He he asked, uh, what do you think is the best team to you? Who's the best team again? in your opinion? Who's the best team in your opinion in the NBA right now? That's what he wanted to ask. The best team in the NBA right now? Uh, we're going to yeah. have to go with the defending champs. they playing the best. I actually didn't even – I did a preview video about the season. I thought they might lose in the semifinals. But right now, I mean, it's still super early. But right now, they're playing excellent. Curry is on fire. They seem to be playing with a vengeance. They want to prove that last year wasn't a joke, a fluke. Okay, okay. Yeah, go he, just, he just told me – yeah, he just told me Oklahoma, the Thunder, that, that's his opinion. Yeah, I think they got a chance too. I mean, so many, so much talent out there. It's really going to come down to gonna be the Knicks, how people man. are playing gonna when it comes Knicks. time to the finals. The Knicks, the Knicks. the Lakers, man. <laughs> well, I think the Knicks can at least the Knicks can at least make the playoffs. Man. If they make the playoffs, I'll be happy. All right, man. Uh, I, I hope they. I, I can't. I hope they do too, man. They got to make the playoffs, man. Yeah, they got to make the playoffs. That or they got to trade Melo. They'll make the playoffs. Melo yeah. got to go. Yeah. yeah. Every Monday night at 6 o'clock p.m. at Eastern, man. But you could call at any time you want to also, Drake. Anytime. Yeah, 
All right. Much appreciated, fellas. Thank you for having me. All right, bro. All right.